Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Online Store Success with me, Jody Minto. I have a real treat for you today because I have got my very first guest interview happening with the beautiful Naomi from House of Lacuna and she is sitting right here next to me. Say hi Naomi. Hi everyone. <laughs> and today we're going to find out about her journey into starting her own ethical, sustainable ladies' fashion brand from scratch and how she's scaled her sales, how she's branched into um, not only manufacturing in many different countries, but also into wholesale and e-commerce and just find out what it looks like to have your own ethical fashion brand in today's world. So stick with us. We are going to get into it. It's going to be great. Hello, I'm your host, Jody Minto, and welcome to my podcast, Online Store Success. My mission is to help other emerging entrepreneurs crack the code for e-commerce success for a life of uncapped income, flexibility, and fun. I'm an award-winning seven-figure e-commerce fashion founder, a certified digital marketer, and business and life coach. I'm also a Prosecco-loving wife, mother of two teens, a Facebook ads nerd, and a crazy animal lover. I've been in business for over 20 years now, and during that time, I've helped hundreds of others start and scale their online e-commerce stores through my coaching programs. I love all things business and know firsthand how rewarding it is to have a career on your own terms, turning a passion into a profitable business and the freedom and flexibility that comes with it. Each week, I'm going to share with you the ups and downs of this crazy e-commerce journey that we call life and help you start that business of your dreams or help scale your existing online store. Let's get started. Hello, Naomi. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am very, very excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Jodi. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh. So nice to have a, sit down and have a chat and talk shop. We've, uh, we've just been um, having a great time inside of Naomi's ads, going through to see what's working, what's not. We've had a lovely catch up on what's all the goss in the fashion industry right now. And I asked Naomi just to come and share some of her story around what her journey has been around starting her own ethical fashion label because I as you know had a fashion label um, finding ethical and sustainable fabrics and manufacturers is actually really really challenging um, so I'm, I'm really curious to hear uh, some of your story Naomi on how you never have navigated that over the years absolutely well I started my um, brand and business back in 2019 and I jumped on a plane and went to Bali to seek out the most sustainable and ethical way to produce and manufacture my garments. All of our garments have bespoke prints on them or they are uh, natural luxe fibers like cottons and linens and bamboos and um, mixes of all of those. So for me, it was really important to be able to print my um, designs in a beautiful, eco-friendly environment. And that's when the whole kind of sustainability and ethical movement started happening in fashion. And it is honestly an ongoing journey because there is so many different elements to be uh, a sustainable and ethical brand and there's a lot of greenwashing that happens in the industry mm. as well um, and you know for us and my own journey I certainly uh, I'm learning every week about different elements to that journey and what it means to be sustainable and have circularity and 
being able to use um, and reuse fabrics and trims and all the different elements that try and make you as sustainable as possible. Um, so yes, after Amazing. Bali, I've ventured to India. Yeah. So and you're back there on Monday. Back, yeah, just about to hop on a plane um, on Monday after uh, spending three weeks last September there, Amazing. where I discovered just so many incredible artisans and craftsmen and tailors and India is just like this incredible country with so much wealth and history and color and intensity and I just feel like I've scratched the surface oh, really yeah. so uh, it's it's a very exciting opportunity to be able to go back there on Monday. That's so exciting. Do you think that it's really important for sustainable brands to be able to get on a plane and go and visit and see firsthand? Absolutely. You need to be able to see what's happening in that workroom because um, if you're not working with accredited factories, so um, sometimes they might say they are sustainable or ethical and you need to find out for yourself what that means mm. and um, if they do have the appropriate certifications and what the working elements are uh, and environment is in those workrooms. Um, it's really important to see that and understand it and grasp it with two hands and talk face to face with those people that run those factories and those workrooms. Yeah, fantastic. What what would you suggest is a good way for someone starting out in their mm. own ethical fashion label? How do they find these manufacturers do you think where would they start there's different ways you can find uh, these companies there are sourcing groups and sourcing tours mm -hmm. that you could go on there are companies that one in particular I think is called Saucy yep. and they actually uh, provide you with maybe five different options in a couple of different countries so if you're looking at Vietnam or China um, or India or Turkey they will give you some options about uh, factories and what the MOQs are what the lead times are and they will gather all the information that you need which is probably a really good way to start Amazing. because I was the one that went out on the field and gathered all of that information back when I did and it is time-consuming mm -hmm. so from product concept to market you might be looking at 6 to 12 to 18 months to, to really get it uh, to fruition so uh, it just depends on what your um, preferred method is yeah, really amazing amazing what do you see for the future for not only house of lacuna but for sustainable fashion do you see any new trends or anything happening ah uh, well i think it would be wonderful if there was more technology involved in the sustainability um landscape with recycling and reusing fibers like mm. munching all of that up and re-spinning it because landfill is like the biggest problem that we are still facing mm -hmm. with fashion um and that mass consumerism yeah and so how do we conquer and how do we reuse those fabrics that are just going into landfill they yeah. they are fibers that could be um, reconstituted reused redeveloped so what are, what are the, what's the machinery that we, we need to be able to um, use and remill those fabrics as such? And I, I know that there are people working in this space in Europe, but I don't think um, it's here in Australia and maybe even India. But this is what fascinates me is how can we 
look at this problem and get really granular about it and yeah. tear apart those fibers and fabrics and those cloths that just get thrown into landfill. Because we recycle. I mean, here in Australia, we have a huge big recycle bin that mm. we put out yeah. every other week filled with all sorts mm. of recyclable items. So, That's yeah, it. you think that if they have the technology to be mm. able to, to process those kind of uh, materials, that surely... Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, watch this space. Let's yeah. hope and see that <sighs> something um, something exciting comes. Yeah. What do you think, uh, coming to the, the sort of the business side of, of like the, particularly the e-commerce side of your business, mm. what do you feel like has been your greatest challenge there in, in whether or not it's getting the website up or getting people to actually come to your site and purchase? I think it's having clarity and confidence, mm-hmm. being able to understand what are my best sellers. Yes. And having too many options for people. Yeah. Because I think it really comes down to having a tight offer and really backing that, understanding it, getting it right, and not always feeling like you need to add more to your e-com store. Yes, I love that. I think you'd need to be really clear and concise and not get distracted by all the other shiny objects Mm -hmm. and opportunities and avenues that come your way because you can easily get distracted and pulled away from the simple fact is that we have a beautiful product range it might only be five to ten pieces yeah and I think starting out it's really important to start with a very small range because you don't have the capacity or the resources to trial like a 30 piece or 40 piece range absolutely especially when you're going into manufacturers overseas they want 50 to 100 or 150 to 500 units so you need to make sure that you do your market research that you might have a gathering of girls and you go okay girls what what is it that you like about that top I need you do you to write 10 points about this one yeah 10 points about that one and tell me what you love about it so you can try and get some point of reference to make sure that you're making the right decisions about product and inventory. I love that. I know for me, when I first started out, once I sort of moved outside of tailors where Mm. you could do, you know, five pieces, 10 pieces, however many, you know, pieces you could make out of a roll of fabric. When Mm. I then moved to a factory, a manufacturer where Mm. they, you know, wanted these minimum order quantities, these MOQs, and they would would try and push you always for more, you know, just a hundred, just 150. And when you're first starting out, you think, oh, you know, it's not going to be that hard, surely, to sell a hundred pieces of that one dress in that one color but in actual fact it really it really is really it really is especially if they get the bust measurement wrong or the armhole size or there's too much gathering in that in that um panel line and it makes people look pregnant when they're not pregnant and then you're left with maternity looking styles and they're not maternity yeah i've made that mistake many many times where i've over ordered i've been overconfident in Mm. something not gotten the feedback Mm -hmm. and then had it sit on the shelf forever Mm. and then having to either donate it to charity Mm -hmm. or completely you know sell it Mm. you know ten dollars a piece or something Mm. like that so yeah word of wisdom if you are in the in the beginning stages don't let the manufacturers pressure you into mm. ordering more yeah. uh, really uh, you know you don't want 50 to 100 pieces mm. of 10 different 15 different styles because that is a lot of units it to is. sell and move when you're first starting mm-hmm. out and you will probably need some paid ads behind mm-hmm. that to probably shift that, that exactly. amount of product yeah 
What is the biggest driver of traffic and sales, do you think, for you? Definitely Facebook ads. <laughs> it's, I'm it not is, surprised. It's I usually just, the number one for yeah. most. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, once you harness and understand the power of the paid ads, yeah. then you can truly scale. Yeah. And you can scale with confidence and clarity. Yeah. Um, I remember when we first met... I was just at the very start of my um, Facebook ads journey and I think we were spending something like $25 a day. Yeah, probably. I think it was $25 a day. Um, And gosh, I look back in those days and I go, gosh, that was just incredible how far we've come. Yeah. And the amount of opportunities that have come through Facebook ads because we still have beautiful wholesale clients contacting us and... um, Sometimes we work with them and sometimes we don't. But the ones that I have worked with um, and we have stuck with those guys, they have been through Facebook ads and they've contacted us and they've seen an ad and they've been drawn to make connections and start conversations. Amazing. And then there's the other side of having those beautiful repeat customers who sometimes we receive cards in the mail thank you cards thank you so much for my beautiful dress i'm so happy and lately there has been a lot of cards in the mail which is really nice because you know the bigger picture for house of lacuna is we are supporting women in india we are making in india we are supporting their their life their growth their economy their wellness um and to be able to partner with craftsmen and artisans that are so talented and so skilled and so passionate about what they they do and the love that they have for creating those garments mm. just makes me have goosebumps yeah, talking I love about it. I've got it, goosebumps. You know? Yeah, it's and beautiful. our manufacturer that we started working with last year, they told me they first started in a, a cow shed. Wow. With two machines. Oh, my goodness. They got their first order from, I think it was Cotton On, for 700 scarves. Oh, wow. And then that grew into 7,000 units oh my gosh. of scarves. And then they moved into a bigger building. And now they employ 60 people wow. in this building who are tailors, presses, embroiderers, um, patent technicians, the whole array mm. of people who wow. get these products together. And they support their children of these families that work in these factories. Some of them, um, some of the children are sponsored by this company to have oh, further wow. education. They oh, sponsored wow. to go to school. And they put on monthly gatherings to go to the cinema. They have special meals and they rent a hall and have a big meal together. Oh, and beautiful. You know, so that's... There is a bigger picture with House of yeah. Lacuna and House of Lacuna means new space in Latin and that's what I wanted to create after having my first business um, which was May and Pearl and that was based in Australia mm-hmm. and it was um, all made here in Australia and just because all of our products have this textile um, you know, design on them, that's why I was really urged to go to Bali to try mm-hmm. and get the textile printing um, sorted there, which has led us into India now. But um, I just think that there is a greater picture and it's giving back to these communities. And it's not, a, for me, it's not just about designing pretty dresses and tops with 
uh, that have uh, a unique element to it. It goes beyond that. Yeah, uh, I and love that. That's what I want people to really be aware of and understand and feel so proud to be wearing their House of Lacuna piece. And they're beautiful. I have a cupboard full of them. I'm a little Aww. bit of a uh, House of Lacuna fan. Um, you will see some of my, even my photos, my branding photos oh, on my website. I'm wearing, I'm yes. wearing House of Lacuna and I'll link, um, I'll, I'll supply the link in the show notes to House of Lacuna oh, as well. Um, so I guess what advice would you have I mean, aside from the manufacturing, like when we're talking about the digital marketing side of things mm. or the business side of things, what advice would you have for someone starting out? I think to really start understanding Facebook ads <laughs> as soon <laughs> no, as possible. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there is a lot of different moving parts to that. And once you can get your head around understanding the elements it does take for digital marketing, mm. Facebook as having a, you know a big element of that because that is really what drives your digital marketing so mm. we have influencers we mm-hmm. work with photographers we do flat lays and um, sometimes I do the photos myself you know during COVID we didn't our photographer couldn't come up so yeah. I was there on the sand dunes taking pictures of yeah. a beautiful friend from down the road and she <laughs> looked amazing and we're still using some of those pictures yeah um, so you just need to be really um, you need to be able to adapt and mm-hmm. you need to be able to go okay well if this is what my digital marketing brief is how am I going to create that at the lowest cost but mm-hmm. with the most impact um, because you can get taken away on creating content and photo shoots that cost an arm a leg but you can do a lot with very little yeah absolutely I'm mm. all for running um, especially startups mm. on a shoestring budget because yeah. I, I made the mistake talking about photo shoots with Island Co. Mm. My very first photo shoot, I think I spent $10,000. Yeah, I think I spent about it's five. Outrageous. Yeah, yeah, and I still use some of those photos just because I spent all that yeah, money. Yeah, well, that's good because I couldn't because mm. I at the time I was producing via mm. a tailor, you know, mm-hmm. so I only had X numbers of rolls yeah. of fabric. And so yeah. once those items had sold, I couldn't use yeah. those photos anymore. Yes, that's So right. it was the biggest waste of money, honestly. Yeah. And, and since I've used... Um, you know, I've, I've, I'm not a photographer like mm. you, unfortunately. I love, I love photography, but I'm not very good at it. But I've used even like a surf photographer and yeah. wedding photographers, yeah. you know, because often sometimes the fashion photographers mm, in are very costly. are really expensive. Yeah. You pay a premium. That's so, right. Um, yeah, there's, there's definitely work, workarounds for, for all things um, yeah. when you're first starting out. And not, not also reinventing the wheel all the time because that mm. is, that is money. Yeah. And that costs money to do all that R&D, the research development constantly. It's, it's just such a waste of money. Yeah, and it takes forever. It's so much time. You spend and six, 12 months developing exactly. something new you that could no have, one wants. You could have just had five really fabulous yeah. something or others and gone with that and run with that instead of doing a 30 or 40 piece whatever range and yeah. still sitting in the corner not having it off the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, so, yeah, just get really clear on what it is that you want to be selling and what you love and test and trial it as much as possible for, yeah. before you put it into production. Yeah. Have you found, like I did, that sometimes 
the things that you really love don't necessarily sell and yes. so then you it's a real sort of uh, uh kind of internal you know dialogue around like but i don't mm-hmm. i don't necessarily like that design even mm-hmm. though that's what's selling i want to make this yeah. and then having to just know that you've got to stick to to make what people yeah, want and absolutely. what sells exactly because you know when you have that data and you have that sales record and you are looking at what your inventory reports are saying and they're telling mm. you you have to order more of that thing that Louise. you don't like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it might be yeah, uh, yeah. you have to order more of that because yeah. you've got to sell that and yeah. in order to grow and scale and keep on moving the needle in the business that's yeah. what those numbers are telling you to do yeah give them what they want yeah yeah i love that one last question for anyone that was considering working with me whether it's it's in one of my programs and i think you've done a couple yeah. or with like one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. what's your experience been like oh you are an amazing teacher oh thank you, you are such a wonderful teacher and all the trainings that i have um done with you from the very beginning you made it extremely clear for me to understand especially if someone's coming in not knowing about Facebook ads Mm. and feeling a bit overwhelmed and daunted it's actually quite simple it It really really is is. and you don't have to feel overcomplicated and overwhelmed by it all because the way that you deliver things your content and your modules are very thorough and very clear and concise and it's very easy to understand oh thank you thank you you. checks in the mail (laughs) thank you thank you well thank you so much for joining me today thanks so much for having me i love love spending time with you we need to do this more often absolutely uh thank you and like i said i will i will link um the the website uh, for house of lacuna also saucy Mm. um and i'll I'll have a chat offline with Naomi if there's any of the other links uh, that she feels would be helpful. I'll, I'll pop them in the show notes as well. So thank you for joining us today. And My I'll... pleasure. Thank you so much thank for having you. me. Thank you. Thank you. And we will be back again next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Online Store Success with me, Jodie Minto. If you loved it, please share it with your friends on Instagram and tag me at I am Jodie Minto so I can say thank you. And if you really want to make my day, please go ahead and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts podcasts and give me a follow. If you'd like my help in starting or scaling your online store, be sure to check out my free resources and programs at jodyminto.com. Thanks again and same time, same place next week. Bye for now.